Shalom and welcome to It's All About the Aliyah. In our last episode, we covered a very heavy topic, the persecution of Jewish people in the nations. And we're going to continue on that theme today. Carrie, welcome back. Hi, Gary. Good to be with you um, with a rather difficult topic. It is, isn't it? Because uh, we we both feel it. I know um, the culpability of Christianity within the persecution history of the Jewish people. And we want to convey to our audience that we can be different, uh, that all of us can be different. And, and we can't change the past, but we can change the today and what we do with uh, with our brethren. You know, you and I and and our colleagues were used to this topic of um, Jewish persecution, Christians persecuting the Jewish people. And so we're immersed in it and you get used to it. It's horrible. But as I was studying and preparing uh, for this broadcast, it just hit me in a new wave. And it's very hard. you know, last time we we looked at um, whole cities and nations saying, we hate you so much, we want you out. And so they started kicking the Jews out. We looked at England in 1290, King Edward I. Uh, we looked at France. Uh, and we looked at Spain, the Inquisition. Right. Uh, but it continues on. It does continue, and because there there is this spiritual component, as we know, to this. This is why it still exists. This ancient hatred still exists. We can go back to our scripture and look at all the way back to Genesis fifteen, verse twelve. This is where God is cu- cutting covenant with Abraham, mm-hmm. uh, Abram at the time. He chooses this man that he's going to be the vehicle for world redemption. I mean, his he and his family are going to bring us our Messiah. So this plan of world redemption obviously gets the attention of Hasatan, the, 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 uh, the enemy of our souls. And we see in uh, Genesis 15, verse 12, vultures attacking the animals that, that Abram is cutting for sacrifice, that God, or for cu- cutting covenant. I should say, he's cutting covenant. He's going to make this covenant. God's going to seal it, uh, this unconditional covenant in His own name. But yet the vultures come and attack these animal pieces. That to me represents the immediate demonic forces that come to bear against God and His people. Well, you know, <laughs> you think of the birds in Tippy Hedron. We're old enough. We saw that movie, Alfred Hitchcock, and these are little birds. Yeah. Abram dealt with gigantic birds with talons and beaks, and they ripped meat apart and they pounced. And he's a, well, he's an old man. Mm. And he was trying to, to fend this off all night long. Yeah. And this is like the Jewish people fend off this menace. All the day long, all our history long, uh, is there any place we can go um, to hide or to defend ourselves um, right. from from the menace? And then this is why even, you know, the, the land is the best place for them. But even there, they're, they're fending off this ancient hatred that goes back to Esau. If we read Genesis 27, verse 41, we see where Esau hated Jacob. 
And, and in Ezekiel 35, 5, it's described as an ancient hatred that, that, that was uh, perpetuated from, from that time. You know, we go back to Pharaoh and his fear that they would join with an enemy and, and begin to persecute them. They come out of Egypt and we have Amalek uh, attacking them almost immediately. Um, Haman was a descendant of Amalek. Uh, in the book of Esther, we see we see him trying to destroy uh, all Jewish people because of his hatred for one man. Um, this has been a pattern throughout time, and you you described uh, some of those uh, some of those events, the Inquisition. Uh, we've talked about, and we're going to talk about more about the pogroms today, the Holocaust, all uh, as a result of I believe spiritually charged hatred. Um, that uh, that has been, uh, you know, manifest through man, obviously, and so sadly, often through the Christian world. You know, it it is a spiritual battle because it they'll say, oh, for economic reasons, we want to get the Jews out, or oh, for um, competition, or oh, they're communists, or oh. You know, so there's all these side reasons and uh, it it just won't go away. And so it, it comes down to spiritual reasons. And when you hate the Jews, you hate God. Amen. When you are going against the Jewish people, you're going against the apple of God's eye, his his beloved. Um, and and so it's just perpetuated it's it's held on the talons so tightly mm. and just uh the birds of prey just pecking away pecking away and that's what's so miraculous they're still alive they're speaking hebrew they're living in their own land they're and, defending themselves they're growing and thriving and producing nobel prize winners Amen. I mean that that to me when someone said were to, were to ask me how do you know God is real how do you know he exists it's because the Jewish people exist it's miraculous that he has preserved them with all the world being against them uh, you know you you mentioned um uh, Zechariah 2:8 the apple of his eye when you touch them it's as if you're touching the apple of God's eye and that's how he responds he he grieves i'm sure um for for what for their suffering um and and of course um christians who who we we got we have to realize you mentioned you're fighting against god christians have done this in the name of god yeah so not knowing this history and not knowing what scripture says we're fighting against god in his name and and that 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 is a that is a um it's it's indicative of how our theology has gone awry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we we talked about England, France, Spain. There's a long list of others. You can Google it. When Hungary kicked out their Jewish population, or Austria, mm. or the island of uh, Sicily, uh, Lithuania, and during times in the Middle Ages, they'd let their Jewish people back in or in and out. But what do you do as a family? How do you raise your family? How do you care for grandma and grandpa and your infants when you don't know if you're going to be expelled 
at the point of death. Yeah, so much, so much uncertainty. Um, Carrie, we're up against our first break. Um, we let's talk more about this uh, this historical um, tragedy uh, when we come back. We'll, okay. we'll we'll be right back. Okay. In his dream, Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending on the ladder to heaven. Joshua and the Israelites were commanded to go up to take Jericho. Pilgrims sang songs of ascent as they went up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts. And Jesus, the Anointed One of Israel, went up to the Mount of Olives to pray, thus changing the history of the world forever. On behalf of Ezra International, we want to welcome you to this Bible study about Aliyah, the Hebrew word for to go up, to ascend. We're so excited for what you're about to learn. This course has been compiled by experts with decades of hands-on experience in the prophetic restoration of the Jews to their land. The lessons are systematically arranged to help you understand the scriptures regarding the return of the Jews to Israel and how we, the Gentile believers in a Jewish Messiah, have been called to join the Lord as He brings His children home. It is our prayer that you will purchase this workbook and join us in this marvelous work of restoration of Israel. Just as the God of Israel is calling His people to ascend to the land that He promised them, He is calling Christians to participate in His glorious plan. To receive this workbook and increase your understanding of God's end-time plan, go to EzraInternational.org and click on Store. You'll see Aliyah, Understanding the Return of the Jewish People to Israel Workbook. Order yours today and partner with God and Ezra International in bringing the Jewish people back home. Welcome back. Uh, Carrie and I have been uh, struggling with the fact that uh, Christianity has been a culpable for so much suffering of the Jewish people. And we're going to continue to share that because we need to know. The world needs to know, Carrie. We need to know. And um, thanks for giving um, forum to this topic, Gary. Um, uh, you know, okay, so Russia, vast, um, huge entity. And uh, in Moscow, the merchants, the Gentile merchants, the Christian merchants um, started complaining. Catherine the Great was there and i said the the jewish people are um too much competition in the economic forum um the merchants were saying i we can't we can't uh compete with them they're taking all our profits they're okay so um what ended up happening and later i think it was uh czar nicholas who coined the term pale of settlement mm. but she put them they said okay jews you can live we won't kill you but you need to live in these outlying areas um parts of present-day lithuania or poland or moldova or ukraine mainly um out there and uh they called it the pale of settlement pale p-a-l-e um meaning um palus stake the latin term for stake 
um, here's the stake, you live beyond the stake. And that's where we get the expression, oh, that's beyond the pale. Like that's too much. Well, they're beyond the pale. And uh, so what happened, and this is an oversimplification, but um, the Jewish people settled in um, small little um, uh, shtetls, in little villages, and uh, many of the peasant villages, they were forbidden to settle in, Christian peasant villages, uh, farmers agrarians. So uh, they settled in their own villages and uh, very poor, um, very, um, they're self-contained and they lived off the land. So um, that's the pale of the settlement. That's what Russia did with her Jewish population. So they always seem to be uh, contained together, which is interesting because it, it was, it was their to their detriment in the sense that they economically they suffered, but God kept a people preserved to himself that way as well. Just as they were separate in Egypt, they, they ended up being separate in many of the nations. Yeah. So from, if you can picture your map, like from the Baltic Sea to the Black Sea, um, and about 4,800,000, they're estimating mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the 1800s, uh, about that many, just under 5 million uh, Jews lived in the Pale of Settlement. And so not only were they restricted geographically, but they were also taxed and they were also restricted according to uh, the occupations they could mm-hmm. hold. There were quotas. Uh, so just layer upon layer of restrictions. And, you know, now what? You know, what's the newest thing that they're they're going to lay on us? Uh, so that's where we get all, all the um, shtetls and little Jewish villages, which, of course, later in history, the Holocaust wiped out. Yeah. Yeah, and then this I think this is also the reason why it was so easy, in a sense, to gather them together because they they had been so historically kept together, and you know, and then later we see the ghettos, you know, once again when they if they are getting getting too spread out, you know, let's get them back into the ghettos and keep them all together. It's just uh, a, a pattern that has repeated itself throughout time. Well, um, and and so hostility grew. There were famines. There was World War One. There were um, there were corrupt governments. There was um, more and more in the pulpits um, anti-Semitic sermons preached, especially during the time of Holy Week. And then it came to 1905. Now there were pogroms before this. Um, But 1905 uh, changed the course of history. There was a major massacre in what's the um, capital of Moldova in um, uh, Kishinev. Kishinev. Yeah. And so, um, and these massacres were layered upon massacres um, throughout the course of time. But this one... Uh, the world found out about it and the world uh, was made aware of it. And 
this one, a pogrom is where they go. This one happened after uh, Easter Sunday services let out. Mm. And so it started on Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening. And then it went the next day. This is in 1905, April 8th Mm. and April 9th. And uh, like 1,500 homes were damaged. Um, 49 people were killed. Untold numbers of women were raped. Um, babies were just slaughtered. I, I have a, a quote that I found this morning from a uh, witness, and it, it's just, Terrific. it's almost too horrendous to yeah. read. And it, um, and it all stems from, you mentioned Holy Week, it mentioned, it's all stems from this idea that Jews were Christ killers. And so this was, this was um, retribution that Christians were taking upon them. Uh, for the fe- the death of Jesus, when in fact he laid his life down willingly for all of us. Um, yeah. but this, you this have that Christ thing. killer element, yes. Mm-hmm. And then also the newspapers at the time, there were two little children who had died or were killed. Mm-hmm. And the newspaper said this was uh, blood libel. <laughs> and it sounds so crazy to us that blood libel is essentially, oh, the Jews need Christian blood in order to provide, uh, to do their rituals. Yeah, their mo- I think they say baking in their matzah uh, for, the, it, for the Passover. If it's I'm ludicrous. Wrong. It's totally crazy. Yeah. So that was going on at, at the same time, this blood libel um, stuff. And um, this was the tilting point in history um, so which started many of the waves of Aliyah to Israel. Well, there you go. And and that and that is the uh this is the positive side of this. God God helps them get out and get home to Israel. Let's uh we'll take a break here, Carrie, and then we'll come back. Well, let's talk about those waves of Aliyah that uh resulted from this persecution. We'll be right back. Ezra International Global Network is now on Rumble, and you can even watch us on your Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, or your Roku device. It's simple. Here's how to do it. First, download the Rumble app on your device. Then search for Ezra International Global TV Network. You can watch our live 24-7 channel and our weekly shows anytime you like. Oh yeah, and you can also go to our website and download our Ezra International app and take us with you wherever you go. Ezra International, we're there for you. All right, we're back and uh, we're going to start talking now about the waves of Aliyah, Carrie, that that resulted from this persecution in Europe and other places. So uh, why don't you walk us through that? Yes, and and uh, you can read about this also in our workbook. It's um, Aliyah, Understanding the Return of the Jewish People to Israel. Pat wrote the course. I helped compile it and bring in uh, graphics and stuff. But these pogroms, th- these slaughters, uh, led to people seeing the writing on the wall and get me out. Who wants to leave their homeland? Who wants to leave the graves of their grandparents behind? Or if you have babes in arms, they had large families. 
Who can afford to leave? It's the only thing they knew. They, they, their generation after generation lived in this region. Yeah, that's that's something that we overlook. Well, historians of um, the land of Israel, of Israeli history, have coined this waves of Aliyah. And they've defined the um, years of these waves. And the first wave, 1882 to 1903, Mm. primarily Russian, 35,000 from the Russian Empire, 35,000. That's a lot during that time period. And then also some from Yemen, way down there mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this, the Arabian Peninsula, um, right. the Yemenites came. And the second wave, 1904 to 1914, it lasted roughly 10 years, 40,000 from Russia, mm. again from Russia. And this is the era in which the kibbutz the kibbutzim system was established and the Hebrew language was that was determined. Yes, we'll do Hebrew mm-hmm. in the land of Israel, not Yiddish. They still spoke Yiddish. We'll do Hebrew. In fulfillment and, of um, yeah, David Ben-Gurion yeah. was part of this wave. Yeah, yeah. So he came during that. And then the third wave is uh, four years long, 1919 to 1923, a further 40,000 from Russia and uh, Poland and um, the pioneer spirit. And they were draining the swamps. America's not the only ones that drained the swamps. (laughs) They literally drained the swamps. And and yeah, I mean, it was the the descriptions in history talk about the malaria problem in Israel was was incredible. I mean, the British troops that were dying, you know, during the mandate and 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 uh, all those who tried to settle malaria was a huge problem. So the swamps had to be drained. Terry, you you know, before I go to we go too far. Uh, somebody in our audience may have heard the propaganda that somehow that these Jewish waves of immigration were kicking off indigenous Arab peoples from this region. I just want to address that quickly. Um, this First of all, this was never a, a nation. It was a region at this time. It was part of the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arabs from around that region would come, but mainly they came after the Jewish people began to prosper Fixed there. Fixed it up. Yeah. yeah. And we have eyewitness accounts. I'll just read two of them and we'll go back to the, the waves. Um, Mark Twain, very famous, you know, Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain wrote in 1867 as he visited this region. He's called it a desolation. He says, a desolation is here that not even Im- imagination can grace with a pomp of life and action. We never saw a human being on the whole route. That was 1867, okay? And then in a handbook in 1876, there was a um, a travel agent named Thomas Cook who wrote this in his, his uh, handbook. Above all other countries in the world, it is now a land of ruins. In Judea, it is hardly an exaggeration to say that for miles and miles, there is no appearance of present life or habitation except the occasional goherd on the hillside or gathering of women at the wells. There is hardly a hilltop uh, of the many within sight which are not covered with the vestiges of some fortress or city of former ages. In other words, just ruins of former life. 
So these are eyewitness accounts in this time frame that as just as these waves are about to begin, that this land was desolate before the Jewish people came. So what a decision to make. Mm -hmm. The hand of God had to be leading them because who would up and leave their homeland? This is where we get Fiddler on the Roof. Um, This is where Shalom Aleichem uh, wrote the story and we get Fiddler on the Roof. But um, the lesser of two evils, what what do you do? Um, Because it looked like a a horrible decision to... (laughs) Uh, walk all the way to Israel or the land of Israel when it's in that condition. And yet the hand of God um, was leading them and has restored in a miraculous way, a hard work miracle has occurred. Amen. I like the way you put that hard work miracle, because this, this was God meeting his people in the land. They, they had a promise, but they had to work. Just like Joshua had to come into the land and fight the first time, they had to come into the land and fight fight the land and fight off marauders and fight off later fighting off other uh, Islamic invasions. They always had to fight. Um, but this is a promise that God made that this land was theirs. It's just this, the practical side of it. Uh, it means a lot of hard work, blood and, and sweat. So essentially, these waves came b- before. Israel became a nation. That's right. In 1948. That's right. And so uh, once again, prophecy fulfilled, Isaiah 66, a nation born in a day, when we see May 14, 1948. Um, once again, now the Arabs call that Nakba Day, the, the great disaster or uh, tragedy. I'm not sure how that's uh, um, uh, completely uh, translated, but it's the Nakba Day in, in, in Arabic. Um, but it's God's day of uh, f- prophecy fulfilled in, in Scripture, and we know it to be his promise being fulfilled um, for the Jewish people to come back and have a land of their own. Well, uh, next time we meet together, let's talk about um, the other countries from which the Jewish people started coming and um, the other waves, and then they started naming them instead of the first wave, second wave, they they gave them um, really cool names. Um, and we can go into that uh, and yeah. and see how the population of Israel uh, grew. Amen. We'll need another whole program. It's just uh, too much to cover in such a short time. Uh, but when, speaking of time, we are out of it. And I I so appreciate you joining us again. Um, please come back and we'll we'll continue this topic of the waves of Aliyah in our next episode. All right. All right. All right. See you next Bye-bye. time. Bye-bye.